Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts. First up, the man who's preparing HMS Piss the League to set sail after Norwich won their first championship game of the season. It's Harry Martinez. Yes, I'm waiting all week for this intro. That's top bit. Well done, mate. I like that. Imagine the scenes if you'd have lost. This intro would have been yeah, you'd have been getting, We were you'd close. Have been getting destroyed, honestly. We were very close. <laughs> And we have the officials to thank for that. <laughs> and a man who can smell promotion after Stevenage got off to a winning start on their return to League One. It's Ben Woolley. Oh. We'll see you in the champ, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Can't wait for Borough Bear with a Premier League badge on him. For, for Harry's intro, I'd actually got written down something about how he's already looking forward to the next Premier League relegation after Norwich won their first championship game of the season. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought we'd be slightly kinder. I thought you were going to go with uh, looking forward to my payout from Stevenage uh, getting promoted again. I can't believe it finally paid off for you after all these years. I know. The real question is, did you win more money than you wasted on all of the other Absolutely bets? Absolutely Yeah, because you, you were 18 to 1. Oh, okay, that's just, that's terrible from the bookmakers. We were always favourites. We ninety-five quid off that. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you mean the team that won two games the couple of seasons before weren't favourites <laughs> to go up? <laughs> logical choice for promotion boys what an awful time that was oh man right well speaking of awful times we have a fat corner this week we don't have a fat corner but it's time for good bad or ugly top player different class let's start with a big money move Rasmus Hoyland £77 million to Manchester United from Atalanta. Good, bad or ugly? Oh, I don't know, really. I don't know. I don't I don't want to say good. I don't want to say bad. I don't think it's ugly. No, I, I think no, I'm going to go bad to start and then it will turn good. I think he might have a, I think he might have a rotter of a first season. Like Darwin Nunes yeah, kind, I agree. Of, kind of first season. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of money to spend on... I, what I would hazard to call a largely unproven commodity. I'd, yeah. I'd agree. But at the, at the same time, like Nunes, like he could have a stormer of a second season. Yeah, if he turns around and smashes it, you're not going to question the transfer fee. No, no. And I mean, 77 mil in this market is not that much. Yeah. Are you... So Don't regain that in a couple of days. I'm going to say question mark okay. for now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really say mediocre. Okay. Are, you, are you surprised they didn't try and go for Kane? It yes. does seem like the perfect move. Like, he gets to keep going for the, the Prem scoring record. Mm. They get a world-class centre-forward. Spurs cash in on him before he leaves for free. I'm not really seeing a downside. And they get someone who can press. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what Ten Hag wants, yeah. is mm. someone up top who presses. Like, Harry Kane is literally a midfielder playing up top. I mean, how much must Spurs be asking for if United don't think they can afford him? I, I, honestly, I think it's down to the fact that no one wants to negotiate with Daniel Levy. Did you see that um, he was meant to have a final meeting with Bayern Munich uh, last week and he just went to Miami instead? Yeah, literally, they sent him an ultimatum and he just didn't to- he yeah. didn't show up. He's... I kind of respect it, but at the same time, like, what a poor owner. The worst thing about this is his co-owner is currently getting done. Yeah, yeah they're in a bit of a mess, Tottenham, but uh, no change there. Surely you need the money at this point. When have we ever seen smart transfer business from well, Daniel exactly. He must be so. a pain in the arse to deal with. I, surely, he must be absolutely yeah. shocking. He looks like a right old rat, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll reject the 120. I want 122. <laughs> and 50p. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send Kane with the 50p. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, so what we're going for, Hoyland? Uh, bad to start. Might come good. Yeah, yeah, it kind of feels wrong giving, them, giving him yeah. any of them. Yeah, I, th- I think mediocre is, is Mid, where we're yeah. going. Okay, uh, another big money move, this time from the blue half of Manchester. Josco Gvardiol, £72 million to Manchester City from Red Bull. Yeah, All this is day. good, isn't it? Right, I just... 
We need him to stop. Like, they can't get away. He can't keep getting away with this. He literally can't. Because, right, the biggest issue I have with this is there's now no one left to sign on Football Manager. Like, everyone's gone. The the thing is, everyone's... He's been classed for years. He's arguably been one of the best centre-backs and left-backs, you know, for, what, three, four years. Yeah. And isn't he, like, 23 or something stupid like that? He's younger than that, no? Yeah, he's very young. You can't, you can't have him in that team. They've just won the treble and gone out and gone. Do you know what? Let's get the best defender he's, in he's Europe. He's only twenty-one. Right now. It's one of those things where you look at Vardiol and you're like, mate, what a player! I hope he doesn't, uh, you know, for their sake. I hope he doesn't get injured. And then you think, oh no, actually, they've got Laporte, they've got Ake. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the depth is yeah, stupid. It was, it's, it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those silences. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, please no, that like they can't be allowed to do oh. this. This is trouble. He's so good. I already yeah. had him to win the league before, and now I've got him to win the treble oh, again. Man. And the yeah. club world champ. They might never lose again at this point. <laughs> also, can rage. we just point out they've paid £5 million less than United have paid for Hoyland? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. It is stupid. Like, how are they getting do, away with do this? Do you remember? I know everyone talks about, like, oh, they just buy the league yeah. every year. But when you look at it, like, they're spending, I don't, recently at least, I can't recall, like, a bad They signing. don't make bad signings. They spend well. They spend well. No, I think recently, like, you look at their site, you think, oh, you know, they're losing Aguero. Oh, well, sign Haaland. Like, it, it's... It's the fact that they've got Haaland, and then if Haaland doesn't play, oh, they'll just play Julian Alvarez. Like, yeah. me. It is stupid. Like, even Greenish for 100 million, everyone's going, oh, that's a lot of money, mate. They won the treble with him in the team. Yeah. Like, it, it makes Do no difference. you also remember a few years ago that Guardiola nearly went to Leeds for, like, 11 million quid? Does anybody remember this? <laughs> or is it just me? Yeah. Yeah. I really hope it was it was they signed Jean Kevin Olsen <laughs> instead. Oh yes, God's sake! A <laughs> um, couple of Chelsea transfers now. Uh, first up, Axel de Sass, uh, Monaco to Chelsea, thirty-eight point five million pounds. Good, bad, or ugly? Not gonna lie, mate. No f-ing idea. Never seen him. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say the exact same thing, but you know what? Thirty-eight million in today's money. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. He can just join the billion other players Chelsea have out on loan. Yeah, I mean, it's great news for Vitesse on M, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> gonna yeah he's going to be great for them in about four years. You know what? Yeah. It's Chelsea, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy finishing mid-table. It's, it's that thing of, like, I don't really know what Chelsea need because their entire team's just a bit... I can't... They can't be as bad as last year. There's no way they can uh, be as bad as last year. I think year. you might be surprised. I... <laughs> <laughs> They can't be. There's no way. There is no way. You ca- you can't spend, what, in total now, probably about 750 mil in the last year and a half if and not, not be yeah. good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with a new manager. I mean, it's Pochettino, though, so f*** me, they're in trouble. They won't win anything. They'll finish second and everything. Yeah, but that's fine. I that's think. the Pochettino way. That's okay. This man was a bottle job at PSG. What the f*** are you going to do with a Chelsea team that's in disarray? <laughs> God knows. Um, Go back to Spurs by January. Let's continue, yeah, let's continue with Chelsea. The man who lost his place in goal at Brighton to Jason Steele. It is Robert Sanchez, who has gone to Stamford Bridge for £25 million. Good is bad really? ugly. £25 million. Yeah. And the man lost his place to Jason Steele and has got a move for 25 million quid to Chelsea. I guess Mendy's gone, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. Your, your options are Robert Sanchez or Kepa. I mean, uh, Robert Sanchez isn't bad. Yeah, but anybody who's obviously... losing their place in goal to Jason Steele in the Premier League, I've got serious question marks. 25 million feels like a lot yeah. for him. Yeah. When Jason Steele was third choice goalkeeper and not playing, in training, apparently they stuck him in midfield, hence why he got his place back when. Uh, when Deserby came in, because apparently he was so good on the ball. He like he played, he played midfield for two years. He lost out his place in goal to a midfielder. <laughs> I, ugly, yes. ugly. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go bad. I'm gonna go. Uh, sorry, I'm not gonna go ugly. I'm gonna go bad. It would have been bad, and then the Jason Steele in midfield story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, he's gonna be Willy Caballero and just stick around Chelsea, go to City. He'll win three FA Cups by playing the final, and that is it. We've just said Chelsea are gonna <laughs> win nothing, and you, know? you reckon they're winning three FA Cups? Oh, mate! Within the next ten years, he's sat on the bench for. They're gonna win yeah, something. Oh, yeah, true. They'll win three FA Cups when they've sacked Pochettino. Which is January? If he makes it that long, to be honest, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, and finally, this week's big money move to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sadio Mane from Bayern Munich to Al Nasser. Good, bad or ugly? 
Well, it was ugly at Bayern Munich, so this is probably an improvement. Like, surely someone in the Prem or anywhere else in Europe is going, do you know what, I might fancy a punt on Sadio Mane. This is is what I was going to say. He's way too good to be in that league, but so so is every player who's gone there. So Was he 40 mil? Uh, From what I read, it was undisclosed, so God knows. Oh, he's probably like 70 then. I I think it was something around 40, and you're like, Surely someone is just taking a punt on that. Apparently, Bayern Munich wanted twenty million for him, so God knows. Yeah, but Saudis will be like, "Oh, here's seven hundred k a week," and they'll be like, "Yeah, sorted." Cheers, they lads. Stink up the gaff to go. Do you know what? Let's sell him for twenty mil. Yeah, hey, stupid. I mean, it's good for Harry King because Bayern will have more funds. But I'm kind of surprised Liverpool didn't go and try and get him back. To be honest, yeah, surely. I don't know. Is he burnt that bridge? Is that yeah, it? Possibly. Yeah, it is weird. Oh, I hope he enjoys oh, well. his time in the desert making however many hundreds yeah, of millions of pounds. Yeah, I'm going to go bad because no one gives a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just don't care. Like, good I'll go him. bad as well. Yeah. I was going to go ugly, but we'll go bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a good player. They're getting a good player in him. But It's why? a great sign for Al Nasser, but... <laughs> like, why? What is the point? Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to see him again, so... Well, talking of uh, talking of ugly, I want to move on to something that has uh, that has gone viral on football Twitter this week. Um, I think I know. And it is about. it is the clip from the uh, it is what it is podcast. The bunch of clueless Americans who decided to show off their quite frankly embarrassing football knowledge. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was so bad it got to the point where I started to doubt what I knew about football <laughs> because they just fried my brain so much. Like, it was awful. It, we sometimes drop some clangers on this podcast, but this fills me with so much confidence about the quality of our yeah. stuff. Uh, for mate. those who haven't seen it, the clip is basically three Americans who clearly know nothing about football slash soccer uh, are discussing Lionel Messi, who, of course, has recently joined into Miami. And according to them, the free kick he scored on his debut was a penalty, and he is now the captain of the entire MLS. I mean, how <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> how ridiculous. It is crazy. Didn't they also say that the end of the game always goes to penalties? Oh, yes, they did, yes. Which the, I can the other one I saw was that they organised who takes free kicks. By the way, free kicks, they, t- they called the free kick a penalty. So there's your first problem. And they said that it was organised by the captain would always take the free kicks, right? And then it goes down in leadership order. Not, not quality <laughs> of who can take them. It was leadership qualities. That's what made you take free kicks. Do they do it based off the football manager leadership stat? Is that how they work it out? Yeah. <laughs> You've got, you got Joe Hart trying to bang one in from 25 yards in the last 20 minutes of a game. Like, I can only assume they watched the preseason games and that's it. Because the preseason games, they always went to friendlies. They, they, the they, they the watched that tour. skills challenge. It goes to the crossbar challenge at the end of a game. That's how they decide the winner. So that'd be good, actually. Let's have that. You know what? It's not, here for that. it's not far off the original MLS penalties, is oh. it really? Yeah, but those those are goated. Those are so good. Bring Wait, them back. challenge would be so good as well. The thing is, I, I understand Messi fever has sweeped America. But we wouldn't go on this podcast and start talking about baseball because we don't know anything about baseball. If you don't know what you're talking about, no. either do some research or don't Stay talk about it. it. Like, just leave it yeah. alone. I'm going to have to cross the thing I was going to bring up next. Their their opinion was so stinky. They've got so much traffic online. It's kind of worked out for them. So maybe we just have to drop the worst clangor of our lives in this podcast. You do what you normally do. But drop us like the biggest stinker you can think of. I guess I'll just do something normal then. (laughs) Even your opinions don't get us that kind of like traffic. You've got to really tell I can't believe I'm going to say this with Harry. Be (laughs) s***. All right. Oh god, don't! Because this is when it doesn't work, and we have to listen to it anyway. I'm like, just, I'm not here for this. I just do what I do most weeks, and just get to the editing point, and just remove it entirely. <laughs> I do also want to say a massive congratulations to Andre Onana for lasting exactly a week and a half before having his United embarrassing moment. Oh yeah, where Wait. the man managed to get chipped from the halfway line. Yeah, all right. He did actually win an award for it, though. Did you see it? Quickest adjustment of the socks after being embarrassed. Well done. Oh, you love to see it. I don't ever want to hear a comparison to Aaron Ramsdale again. Quick pulling up the socks, I have to say. It was so quick. I I respect the reflexes Ron showed there. Socks as he was flying through the air. I don't even think he'd hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) It is just a uniquely embarrassing position to be in as a goalkeeper because everyone's watching you and you're like, 
I can't go for the bottle. That's the cliche. I'm constantly freelance. I don't know if you saw the tweet I sent you, but I think it's perfect to sum up how football has come back this weekend. So obviously we, we've just had the, the resumption of the uh, EFL. And uh, did you see the tweet I sent you where someone tweeted out saying, just watch the barman at Charlton Athletics stop pouring points so he could come round into the queue and challenge someone to a fight. Football is oh, so bad. <laughs> that clip you sent of um, the guy in Scotland with the two pairs of glasses also made me laugh. That's really good. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. That was really good. It's so good. Uh, oh, also, what are the other things made me laugh? <laughs> not to rag on Port Vale. Not sure we have many Port Vale listeners. Um, but they, they they had a great start <laughs> to their season. They lost 7-0 on the opening day to Barnsley. You know the worst thing about that, right? Is under every tweet Barnsley have put out for the last probably month is just a flurry of tweets saying sign a striker, sign a striker. So Barnsley tweeted out the full-time result with sign a striker. <laughs> 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 so good. On the topic of games that play this place this weekend, we like to talk about um, charity matches quite a lot and, and look back on the legends that played. And I think the game for Ukraine at the weekend may top any charity match ever. These teams are nuts. I saw one oh, yeah, banger. Yeah, Karen Sadov scored an unreal yeah. goal, but these teams are nuts. Absolute so, um, banger. The teams were captained by uh, Alex Zinchenko of Arsenal and uh, Ukrainian legend Andrei Shevchenko. We're recording this before the Community Shield, and I have to say I was quite angry to see Zinchenko, who'd not played at all in preseason, playing in a charity match the day before. I, I love this, the fact that Dan's gone, do you know what, don't help me, we've got to win the Community Shield. <laughs> For f- sake. Oh, goodness oh, me. There's the viral tweet. Anyway. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's get this back on track with some football and legend. So, on yeah. teams in Chenko, it was Jens Lehmann, jo- Jolian Lescott, Homer Azaka, nice. uh, Robert Perez, John Arnorisa, Antonio Valencia, Wes Morgan, Jack Wilshire, Bakary Sanya, David James, Charlie Adam, Mark Noble, Gail Clichy, Martin Skirtle, Oleg Luzhny, if you remember him, Ben, from back of the Arsenal days. Um, Dario Serna, Gilberto Silva, and the best till last, Yakubu. Oh, yes. I'm, re- I'm sorry, but this is turning into a FIFA 13 really cheap goal team. Get ready for Team Shevchenko. This is even better. It was Andre Shevchenko, Michael Essien, Luca Toni, Ida, nice. Massimo Oddo, Gianfranco Zola, Carlo Codicini, Claude Makaleli, William Gallas, Samueletto, uh, Michaela Mudrick, uh, <laughs> Clarence Seydorf, Fabio Cannavaro, Christian Panucci, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Joe Cole, Serginio, Jermaine Defoe, Petr Cech, Gerard Piquet, and Julio Cesar. What, what the f- what? are these teams? Yeah. How are these teams playing each other? Imagine being Julian Lescott and looking over it, and the centre back of the other team is. Cannavaro. Would you like to predict the score? I really hope Julian Lescott scores an own goal and tweets out a picture of his car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm see. Normally, I'd be like the team uh, Shevchenko should win this like eight nil or something. But it's a charity match. It'll be like five four. To be fair, they are all about fifty. They finished two yeah. all, and Mark Noble scored and played as a striker for most of the game. Yes, just what Ukraine would have wanted, man. (laughs) Do you know what it is? He's not only got 20 leadership, he's also got 20 penalty stats. So according (laughs) by American rules, he's perfect. Also, we have a love of Yakubu on this podcast. And uh, Harry's obsession with how he should play at centre-back because he is massive. I can tell you now... play at centre-back? Play it up front, but I can tell you now, after retirement, he's even bigger. He is huge. Oh, yeah. The... the, uh, the Streets Won't Forget podcast Instagram follows him. So I've seen all of his gym workouts and everything. <laughs> Getting ready. Yakubu on the bulk is a f- terrifying call. Yakubu bulk. yeah. Oh, goodness me. Let's move on to the main part of the episode. And we've not voted in a, a player in a while, boys. It's been a couple of episodes now. And we are off to France this week. Um, We're going to pick a player from Ligue 1. So, uh, would you like to get us started, Harry? Oh. Oh, well, I like this. I didn't know where that was going. I just had to pick somebody there. 
It was off the top of your head. Mate, you, you had two people to pick from and you still struggled. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I could have picked myself. Oh, oh, that would really throw things up. Right. Well, I will uh, I will take the reins because I think I've got a man who would be too good, but he is criminally forgotten. Don't know whether it's because he was in the early 2000s, there's just so many ballers there, but I've gone with the Eagle of the Azores, Pauletta. What have a man. you made that nickname up? <laughs> no, that is his nickname. That was his nickname. His celebration used his celebration used to be a celebration where he looked like a goshawk because that's the uh, the, Sorry. The, the animal of the Azores. You are waffling some. F- <laughs> what are you on about? Enough about him in relation with birds. Let's, let's move on to some actual football. <laughs> so, the man, I think, when you look at some of the goals he scored and how he used to be on a pitch, he was a man that could do it all. I like to say he was Berbatov before Berbatov was playing. Do you know what I mean? He was that kind of... He only occupied the space of the width of the of the 16-yard box. And yet he scored some absolute outrageous goals. I don't know if you remember, boys. The reason I've, I've picked Paletta and it, it will always stick in my head. Do you? Did you ever have FIFA 06 on a yes. PS2? Right. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. the little the little video of like some of the best goals of of the year before the yeah, season before? Yeah. And you or like all the, all the goals before. Well, number number nine on that was Paletta's goal where he takes it off the keeper on the goal line and bends it from the goal line back over the keeper and defender into the net. Do you remember? Yeah, it? I do. Absolute, mm. absolute beaut. And he scored so many goals out where he just, he'd get into a space and lob a keeper. He think he shouldn't be doing that. The amount of keepers he made look like a mug is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And his goal ratio is actually pretty good. I mean, he has a he has a pretty poor spell at Deportivo La Coruña, but at the time he's competing with Roy Mackay and uh, Diego Tristan. So, you know, you can excuse that. So when he, when he moves to France in 2000, he goes to Bordeaux. Okay, and in 98 games in the league, he gets 65 goals. So, you know, really decent output there. He then moves on to Paris Saint-Germain before all the money. So, you know, at the age of 30. So, you know, you should be thinking, wind down a little bit. 168 games, 76 goals. In a team that was finishing 9th and 15th. He's not bad. He is not bad. He scored some absolute buttes in that time. I remember a volley against Ajax in the uh, Champions League where... He just gets the ball outside, probably 25 yards, just strikes across it on the volley, top bins, absolute beaut. He, he was a very good player. You know, he's won a lot of trophies. He won Paris Saint-Germain's first ever trophy, scoring in the final of the, of the uh, Coupe de Ligue. Um, you know, when you think about Paris Saint-Germain now, the amount of trophies they won, and they can always say that Paletta won them the first. Yeah. Um, Didn't he retire as Portugal's leading scorer as well? At least I think- at the time. At the time, I think, yeah, he got 88 caps and got 47 goals. So he got over, you know, a goal every two games. Um, and I think that was kind of his record through his career was kind of, he'd play, you know, maybe over 30 games for each club and would always have a goal every other game. Which in La Liga, where he, he's kind of moved from lower league Portugal, he is a good, is a good start. You know, he won't play for any of the big clubs. And I think that's the reason he's forgotten is because he had offers to move to Newcastle in the early 2000s, Villa. Um, there was even talk of him going to Manchester City by, by the time he was playing for Bordeaux. But he never actually made that move. He was happy to stick it out in France and, I mean, done him well because he scored so many goals. Um, he was the first player to be called up for Portugal without playing for any team in the Portuguese league. Which Wow. If you're looking at, you know, if people are trying to be called up and you're picking someone like that, like he's obviously got to be good. I mean, he was so prolific. I think that's the word that describes Paletta perfectly was how mm. prolific he was. Yeah. Um, I think it's a shame he never played at that really top level because he was an absolute baller. I have baller. to say though, looking at his stats, and I can't, I can't question the amount of goals, but I think he is stat padding in the cups against the lower league teams. He absolutely is. He's adding like 10 goals a season <laughs> against the cup teams. Hey, you still got to do it. You yes, still got to uh, turn up yes. to the equivalent yeah. of like Port Vale on a Tuesday night and bang in four. He, like, if you're telling me... I'm... The thing of playing in France is that you're going to be playing against a lot of... Yeah. 
Yeah, but at the time, he wasn't playing for Lyon, Marseille. Like, he's not playing for one of the big clubs at the time because PSG, you know, mid, mid-table, if not lower. So he's, he's playing against yeah, better teams. And I think, I think he's criminally underrated. I mean, so just if if anyone can't remember him, just go and have a look at some of the goals he scored. Unbelievable! Uh, this is the thing about also him. looks a little bit like Fred again, but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> thing about him is, and I can't argue with the goal scoring record. It's a very good goal scoring record, but there's there's nothing very flashy about him, and I think that's maybe a lot of the reason why he's forgotten. And he never had that like massive move. Yeah, he's just a solid player. I don't like, know, but because honestly, go have a look at some of the goals. They are unreal, unreal. He's he's undoubtedly got a good finish in him, but I'm talking is he, about yards, is he forgotten or is he just? This is going to be like a proper wishy washy point. Is he forgotten or is he just not remembered? And I feel like they're different. I think what's done him is he was regarded as one of the top strikers in Europe at the time, and I think he, you know, he won, he won the um. The, the golden boot in France three times, but because it's in France, he was never put forward for, you know, Ballon d'Or. I'm not saying he would have been that good, but, you know, that that era is just so glittered with so many good players that he just loses it because he's in a league at the time that wasn't competing at the highest this is, level. I was going to ask you this. Is, is the French league a bit of a killer for streets so don't forget players? Because, honestly, I really this... struggled to, to think of somebody, whereas we've we the league. He had so league. many ballers, um, though. Like it's, I, I think you've got to take the player out of the league. The league doesn't matter. You've just got to look at how fun they were to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they're above streets where they get level, they get a move to somewhere yeah. else. If they're below that, you just don't care who they are. Like, all of the ones I can think of that deserve to be on this list are either, like, from other leagues I remember them more, or they're too good. Like, sorry, fans of French football. I just don't care. But I, I, all right, I'm going to say something here. Right, I think that takes the fun out of this podcast because <laughs> we're here to talk about players who bring the fun to the football. And if we're talking about them because they're they're too <laughs> because they're in the French league, like we're just eliminating so you many ballers. Fun sponge. You are a fun sponge. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to turn this back on the French league then and be like, all right, do something to make me care. Come on, France. Bend to my whim, specifically. Sorry, me. man, it'll be bought by Saudi soon. Oh, thank God for that. I might care then. But uh, I think I think he's a, a decent, like, solid player. Probably. I mean, I choose him over my guy. I'm doing, but, right, okay. That's this, not really this is going to be excellent. Go on, tell us <laughs> who you've got, please. Can I retract my statement? Just before you start, can I retract my statement from earlier? He is actually listed on a 2002 Ballon d'Or. So, you know, he was wrecking. Yeah, too good. Get him off. <laughs> so, I'm going to preface this with, with the point I've just made in that I really just don't give a about the French League yes um, therefore the person I've chosen I guess I remember more for FIFA than the league itself but he played for Lyon most memorably so that's where he's going and it's a player that I know Dan and I both love Oh please! So please. I had to go for him. I'm going for Michelle Bastos. Nice, yeah. This is what I mean. This is this is a player that it doesn't matter where he played. You knew he had a rocket of a left foot, and he was just fun to watch. He was. Yeah. He's that like, typical Brazilian of he's on the ball, and you're like he's he's just fun to watch. He's That's not going to score like a million goals a season. He like he was just fun. It's the same as like Julio Baptista, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same as Baptista. That kind of like, he could do anything, but he just couldn't be asked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leon was probably his big spell. He kind of bounced about a bit beforehand. He yeah. moved to Lille. Lille and was then pretty good. Lille yeah. was his, his big break. But even there, it kind of ended poorly with some kind of loan spells. But when you watched him, and I think we discovered him through FIFA and then saw how good he was afterwards, was his dribbling was just, it was great. It was fun. Yeah. Like, he was never the best at it, but goddamn, like, it didn't stop him trying. He could, be, he could beat a player three times and then put the ball out for a throw-in, and that was the thing you loved. You never knew what you were going to get, yeah. Exactly. Like, could get, a, could get a person off the edge of their seat quite easily and also sit them down very, very quickly. Do you know what I, I mean? Think, was... I think what's helped him here is, uh, obviously, he was at, at Leon, a quite good Leon team I had. 
Yeah. We, we, we saw him on Champions League darts on ITV, and I think that's helped boost his reputation. It was more visible. Yeah. yeah. Like he was nominated for some player of the season awards, and like he was, he was usually quite high up in the goals and assists tables at the time. He's just, he's one of those players that kind of falls through the cracks. He didn't really have a great international career. Like, he started at the 2010 World Cup. Would you like to know where he played? Didn't he play as a left back? He played yeah. as a left back. Yeah. When you boil it down, the man is streets won't forget. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no actual factor of him that makes him streets won't forget. You just watch him and you just, him, you know he's a streets won't forget player for whatever reason. He was just fun to watch. And every time you saw him in a lineup, you go, do you know what? I might watch that just to see Michel Bastos bang one in from 40 yards away. Yeah, there's two things about him that stick in my mind. The first one is he had a rocket of a left foot, but he, rocket. his mm. right foot was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> his right foot was that, That's that kind of streets where we forget vibe, isn't it? Where you're like, yeah. you have yeah. to be a little bit. You see, this is the opposite to Pauletta, isn't it? Like, he. he he played at a top level, and he was that little bit of and he was fun to watch. But Pauletta was so good, but never played at the top level. Yeah, very much like Podolski, in that you'd watch him, he'd be like, holy his good foot, incredible. And if it's on his weak foot, you may as well take the goal kick now. Yeah. Yeah. He ran so Pepe could walk. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about him is, and you mentioned FIFA, Ben, but I, I genuinely believe a FIFA legacy is important for streets, won't forget. 100%. There, there, is, think... there is a generation of young men like us, I say young in inverted commas, uh, who, who believe, who like remember players because of FIFA. And they, they have yeah. this legendary status because they use them on FIFA. And they yeah. yeah, it adds to it, doesn't it? It's the same, I'd argue it's the same with Football Manager. Like You've, you've signed yeah. an our Football Manager and you've used them, he's been good for you. And he, you remember yeah. it. It's like Wooly with Pato. Like Pato was the original Wonder Kid. It's that kind yeah. of. It adds to their to their story, the fact they were so good on this f- virtual game and were also as good in real life, but also useless. Do you know what we should? We, we, we've discussed doing uh, a Football Manager episode. We should do next week our our own combined video game eleven. Our favorite. Oh, mate, I love okay. that. Yeah, FIFA and Football Manager Legends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what we've done though is we did exactly what we joked about a minute ago, and we've said, it. "Can we talk about something more interesting than the French League?" <laughs> <laughs> but that time, this is what I'm on about. That time of what was it, 2008 to 2013? The French League had so many FIFA legends. The FIFA 12. Yeah, everyone had a French team: Remy, Menez, Michel Bastos, like Jimmy Briand. Like oh, yeah. Lissandro Lopez, Jeremy Tulalon, because he could just stick a foot in. <laughs> what the f- is a Tulalon, man? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great clip. <laughs> oh, mate, you're telling me you haven't got the Eagle of Azores in your team? <laughs> Shut the f- up. <laughs> You've made that up. The gospel. You've made that up. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> back to the back to the, the Pelotas magician of uh, Michel Bastos. <laughs> He's, I think he's one of those players who he had a good, like a decent career. We remember him for a good spell. He was a fun player to watch. He just never really hit the heights. He was, I guess, like Pauletta, but not as good in the same way that they were just, they, they were, were just they were some of the players of all time. Like the, the one of those you'd catch a clip of every three months and you'd go, what a player. But then you'd forget him about him for the next three months. But what I think Bastos has, and I'm going back, I'm contradicting myself already. What I think Bastos has that Pauletta doesn't is that extra level to his mythos. Where like, there's a reason I love him. Pauletta was just kind of there. Bastos. Hey, did he have a goal on the FIFA 2006 intro? No, he didn't. He had plenty of goals in the FIFA 13 game from me. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. I think, like I said, he is streets won't forget. Like there is that aura of like. You'd watch him and go, "Oh, mate, he was so much fun. He was garbage, but that skill he did in the <laughs> in that first half that just made me forget about how much, how many times he blasted it forty yards over." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what, Michelle, we've successfully gaslit ourselves into voting you in so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'm oh, what, really. What's your nickname you, for him? What's your nickname? Oh, for the Peltas magician. Yeah, mate. <laughs> So normally, with the phenom guys, <laughs> yeah, we tell each other who we're 
picking beforehand so we can have a little peruse of some numbers and whatever. Dan has deliberately kept his a secret. The only thing he told us is that we're not going to like it. I, I think, I, so I Dan, think I'm going to get shouted out of the room here. I'm going to be honest. Who the f*** is this? I, I've got to be honest, boys. I was going to try for Janino again. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to lose my head for a second time on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I've gone for a risky shout. We'll, we'll see how we go. So my player is still playing in League 1. Ooh. He has a ridiculous goal-scoring record. I think he goes under the radar far too much because he's never really played for a top side. I would like to put forward Wissam Ben Yedder. Okay. That's not what I was expecting. Okay. This is interesting. Are we, are we happy yeah. with this so far? Am I okay to continue? I, I will allow it, yeah. Okay. Well, I was, I was hovering over the block button in our voice call for you. But you know what? I'm happy to let it the cursor slide. away. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've clicked off the menu. It's fine. His goal scoring record is bonkers. Okay. So since 2011-12, he's hit double figures for goals in every single season. Jesus. That, that, is that a good includes player. 32 goals in the 2021-22 season, 23 in 2015-16 for Toulouse, and 30 in the 2018-19 season. Well, that was when he was in Spain playing for Sevilla. Yeah, Across his entire career, mm. he's got 262 goals in 521 games. That is a great record. Pretty much a goal every other game. That's Pauletta standard. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think it's a real shame that he's never got a big money move because he's clearly proven he's a goal scorer. Probably on a lot of money in Monaco, I'd imagine. Yeah, this is true. Well, what are we counting as a big money move? Because wasn't his move to Monaco like 40 million? Yeah, yeah, it was forty million. But what I mean more like a big, a big, a big club where he's going to be on the Champions League stage, like in the last stage of that competition, or just in the Prem. Yeah, like he's he's never he's never had the stage to shine on, really. No, when he moved to Spain, he played for Sevilla, and we all know their love affair with the Europa League. Not That's what I mean. He's League, not a Champions so. League player, is he? Like, well, he he is. But what I'm saying, he hasn't he hasn't played in the Champions League, is he? Because he's a phenomenally talented player who should have had a bigger move. I feel like, personally, I haven't forgotten him. Mm. But it feels like football kind of has. He's just in France doing his thing. Is it the fact that he's... Nobody really pays much Yeah, and he's moved to Monaco, and the Monaco love affair is kind of over now that they don't have Mbappe, and the money stuff is kind of boring. You know, I I think there's two things that do him in. I think the first thing is the fact that the French squad is always going to have a better striker than Wissam Ben Yedder. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, yeah. in his career right now, there's always been a French striker that's been slightly you're, better. You're quite simply not picking him over the likes of Mbappe or Benzema in the past. and yeah, That's what I mean. That, Griezmann. Griezmann, yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing that does him is Monaco have a list of strikers in their past that have always been quite streets for and forget. Like, Morientes, yeah, you know, that kind of vibe yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I think he fit, like, that's the Monaco way of buying an ageing striker who's a bit of a baller. Like, they had Berbatov as well, do you know what I mean? And I think Ben Yedder falls into that category of being a really good, fun player to watch, but Monaco have got a history yeah. of it. And also, we discussed the uh, the role that FIFA plays in, in boosting a player's streets, so won't forget legacy. If you do any research on Wissam Ben Yedder and FIFA... People like to use him quite a lot because he's very good in the game. And he is known as the leader of the rat army. People hate playing against him that much. <laughs> I hate playing against him. I think that boosts the legacy. I mean, this oh, adds yeah. to it, doesn't it? Like, he's almost, he's almost so good on FIFA that people hate him for it. Because yeah. it's a, you don't want to play against him. Yeah. The thing is about his goal scoring as well. I like the, I like yeah, the shout, though. I like his with him. Obviously, Mbappe is very much on another level to anybody else in that league. But he's done pretty well to keep pace with him over the past few seasons, goal scoring wise. Like he's only ever yeah, a few goals behind him. Uh, one of the seasons, I believe, he matched his tally exactly. They finished on the same number of goals and shared the golden boot. Well, he hasn't got Neymar and Messi feeding no, him either. No, Do you know right. what I mean? He is a very good player. For the amount of goals he's got, he just goes a bit unnoticed. And I may, he might be a bit old now. I think he's in his. Is he in his early thirties? 32. Yeah, yeah, he's in his 30s now. I would would like to see him in the Prem just for one season, just see what happens. I think in like five, ten years' time, you could easily say Wissam Ben Yedder. Yeah. Like, easily. Because 
people, I think at the moment people have forgotten him because Monaco, like you said, have lost oh, that love. Maybe I'll put him forward too early, but I think he's true. So I forget. Even at this early stage. But I think he's a good shout. I think he is. Do you know what I mean? If he got a move to a lower half Prem team, like if you're looking at him going to Everton, I reckon he's had a stormer of a season and we'd remember him like for being a baller. Is this another one of those ones where it's on us for not watching the league as closely? Because I reckon I people in France probably know all about him. I agree. I think that love affair with Monaco is also what does him. Like, if Monaco was still competing for the title, Ben Yedder would be 100% people would know him as a baller. He is a baller. And I think he is weirdly forgotten for someone who's... Like, he's in his prime. These, this is his prime years as a forward. He's obviously won Europa League, I'd imagine. He must have done. He hasn't. He Has hasn't. He he hasn't. He's never won. Play for Sevilla and not win the Europa League. The only thing he's ever won, and I'm not sure I'm going to count on it either, Nations is League. the away for Nations League. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Did he play? runner-up in the Copa del Rey for Sevilla, and that, that is it. That's what's done him. He's moved to these teams. like He's moved to Sevilla when they haven't won the Europa League, and he's moved to Monaco when they haven't been in Champions League or competed for the <laughs> league. Like, he's done himself in here. He was the league on top scorer in 1920, though. <laughs> no, I thought you meant in 1920. I was like, how long have you he's done this played? again? <laughs> yeah, he's only ever got 19 caps for France and three goals. Like I said, the, the, the French strikers are just... They're just better. I, I, is he, he also through his parents? He also qualified for play for Tunisia, but he oh. they, they they tried on five attempts to get him to represent the national team, but he chose France in 2017. So if he had played for Tunisia, would you have remembered him there. more? Like, yeah, mate. When he when he won, when he wins the Afcon, she <laughs> can add it to the Nations League, mate. <laughs> well, I think the Afcon's just a bit above the Nations League. To be fair, don't officially count for fans. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. That was my slightly controversial shout that sounded to be not so controversial. Yeah, you know what? I, shout. I think Thank you. if we were to fast forward like five years, as Harry said, I reckon I'd be putting him in straight away. Yeah. I just feel like I, I still remember him. And I'm, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because he should be remembered. But I don't know if it qualifies him for this list yet. I actually think these are a really decent three. Yeah, you know oh, it what? was a stretch. It was a stretch. I'm going to be honest. I thought about some of that Sydney Govu. That's what I mean. The French league like, had ballers, mate. I don't know if it, I. I thought about Lucho Gonzalez as well, but I just I don't. I, I, the thing the thing with the French league is yeah, I don't have the emotional attachment to it. Yeah, I remember watching like as I've said on this podcast before, La Liga and Serie A as a kid. I just never really watched the French League. I don't feel like I have that I connection. I think the attachment with, with the French League comes through FIFA. Yeah, and probably Europe, more than the league itself. I think yeah. nowadays the French League is a bit more competitive. Like, I think French League gained a lot of interest when Montpellier won the league. Because that was the, it? Yeah. it was that story of like a, a team that shouldn't have won the league, won the league, and people started watching it. Like that Montpellier squad... People remember Belhanda, Giroud. Like you go through that team, and there's there's names people would bring up. Do you think? Do you think partly the reason is because it's always been predictable? Like with yeah. La Liga and Serie A, for example, there are multiple teams realistically who could win it. Whereas the French league, it's always been eras of domination with like the random spattering of like a Montpellier or a Lille. Like yeah, Lyon like, won it for like what seven, eight years in a row. Yeah, Lyon, Marseille yeah, before that. Yeah, and probably the same with the Bundesliga as well. Like you just know Bayern Munich are going to win it. Like, it doesn't matter. They, they, they are yeah. going to win it no matter what. And I think that makes and it slightly the, less entertaining. The other, teams, the other teams aren't quite there to compete Champions League semi-finals and yeah. finals, are they? Yeah. So I think they lose a little bit there. Plus, it's but like anyone, time, anyone who's any good gets a big move, either to PSG or out of the league. So you don't really have those, like, streets won't forget players building up their mystique in the French League. There might be players who played in there and moved elsewhere. I think we've got three here that have done that. They've stayed oh. in France, built up their their you know their story of being a French league god. <laughs> well, you know what? If there's anyone out there listening who is a massive fan of the French league, and you've got something that might sway us to your way of thinking, share it with us. Yeah. Convince yeah. us to be fans of your league. I'm um, I I am always open to the French league. I mean, I think I think the early two thousands going into 
early 2010s is probably the peak French league of being filled with ballers. I think nowadays it's just PSG. It is just PSG. I mean, yeah. we have Lille to glory years, Dan, but even again, that's just FIFA. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know another man that I was surprised didn't come up today? Ludovic Julie. Why did he not go up again? <laughs> oh, why didn't I go for Javier Pastore? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, throw oh, out There the are window. players we like, and we just talked ourselves into a pit of misery. <laughs> This is what I mean. There's, there's ballers there, mate. Oh, my head is in my hands. Oh, thrown it. I can't believe you you're going to oh, This is as well, Dan. Is that if you said Janino, I'd probably have voted him in. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, for f- sake. I can't believe he didn't go with Lissandro Lopez. I, honestly, I looked at Lissandro Lopez and his goal scoring record compared to Ben Yedder was nowhere near as good. Hence, I went for Ben Yedder. <laughs> We're not here for the goals, mate. We are. Although it's the crux of my argument, but there we are. We seem to flip-flop between not giving a about stats and then basing it entirely on stats every yeah. single week. Ah, this podcast is a sham. Always has been, always will be. <laughs> That's our second motto. Oh. You've got to be a little and this podcast is a sham. <laughs> let's have a vote. Yeah, let's have a vote. Go on. You go Daniel, first. you go first. Okay, mate. well, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to vote for Hawk of the Azores. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go purely for the memories. Michel Bastos. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, I'll throw a span on the works. I am going to go with Pauletta because I think... I think he is criminally underrated. Please go for Wissam, but yeah, we'll vote all of them in. Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't, you know, because it's the, most, it's, the, it's the most undeserving three to go in ever. <laughs> I think in terms of pure footballing ability, I would probably go with Ben Yedder. Would you? Over Pauletta? I think so. Oh, I think he's a flashy player, so I remember agenda. more. Nobody cares. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> the albatross of Lisbon can go in later, man. Leave him alone. Uh, I think, though, for the vibes, the vibes, I have to go with Michelle Bastos. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I am not even angry about that. that I, I, Michelle Bastos, his streets won't forget. 100%. It is. And I think you need that emotional connection to someone to want them to be on this list. Yeah, yeah. but for whatever reason people have for Michel Bastos being a player they like, whether it's FIFA or the fact that he had an absolute bullet of a left foot or he could beat five men and do nothing it's with a ball. all of it, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I think he is, Jews won't forget. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. You know what? We've, we've had a, a strong conclusion to an otherwise... Bog water episode, boys. Well done. This hasn't been our finest work. We can only apologise. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Just I, think, I think we've done we've done the three players justice. We just haven't done the French league justice. <laughs> I think it might be a while till we come back to the French league. I'm going to be honest. Unless unless you can convince us, this is the challenge is on you, one random person listening who likes the French league. If you are that one listener who loves the French league, let us know. You can tweet us at swf underscore pod or drop us an email. Is the Streets Don't Forget podcast at gmail.com. Please let us know your thoughts on the French League. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so, Michel Bastos joins. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, my favourite section. Uh, Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel Abue <laughs> and Papi Cissé, among others, in the Streets Don't Forget Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Michel Bastos. Oh, I'm sure I'm really, I'm really upset you didn't go with, like, the Tiger of Rosario or something like that. <laughs> If we ever put these players into a team, we're going to have about 900 left wingers to try and fit into this side. Yeah, we really are. (laughs) Boys, it's time. Everyone's favourite section of the the podcast is the end of episode quiz. Yes. So, back in 1993-94, League Arm Player of the Year award was handed out for the very first time. All I need you to do to name me players who've won the Player of the Year award from that first season Ooh. till now. Uh, since the list is quite okay. short, okay. you're both going to get two lives each rather than three. Okay. 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 Uh, ben, cool. as you've lost the last two quizzes, you can go first. Cool. Uh, I'm going to take probably like four of them out of the way immediately and say Kylian Mbappe. Uh you know what? That was done with unerring accuracy. Kylian Mbappe has won it four times. Congratulations. Is yeah. he actually? Oh, well oh, done, yes. mate. Uh, 
I'm going to step in and take away two and go with Pauletta. <laughs> I was going to open it was going to be incorrect. Pauletta has also done with unerring accuracy, won it twice. Nice. Boys. Good start. Good start. This is this. You know what? This is an interesting format. This I'm a fan. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay, it's a Surely. fairly obvious shout. Would you like to guess how many times he's won it? Um, three. He's done it. He has won it three times. Oh, <laughs> yes. How did he whip that out? You're off to a flyer. Come on. Um. Oh, I'll go with Eden Hazard. That was going to be my next one. How many times would you guess that Eden Hazard has won it? <laughs> Once? Uh, he's won it twice, you've bottled it, but as a correct answer. Oh, Won it back to back, 2010, uh, 2011, and 2011, 2012. Oh, before he got fat. <laughs> <laughs> what is your your hatred of Eden Hazard about, man? I don't Eden, get it. I hate him. I don't brat. get it. Little brat. Never seen Ipswich be embodied by a player more. All right. I am going to say Neymar. Neymar. Oh. Surely, like, just after he joined. It's a correct answer. He won it in 2017-18. He only won it once. He's only won it once. I suppose they did then sign, like, a couple of guys who were a little bit good. I will go for Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema won the Ballon d'Or, but did he win Liga Player of the Year? Imagine if yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did win it. That is the correct answer. Two thousand and seven, oh, oh. two thousand and eight. Just the once. I'm gonna pick another fat. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to say Alexandra Lacazette. Alexandra Lacazette. Oh, that's 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 risky, but I can back it. I reckon he's got two at Leon, surely. Has the risk paid off? He has been there a long... He was there a long time. And he smashed it, like, every year. It certainly has paid off. It's a correct answer. 2014, I've nice. seen. Uh, only one. Yep, only the one. Oh, I'm I'm gonna whip out a risky one here. One. Florent Maluda. Ooh. Oh, that's a throwback. That. Yeah. I think he was really good at Leon. Florent Maluda. And Leon were really good. It's a correct answer. Two thousand and six. Two thousand and seven. Oh. Oh. Back to you, Mister Wally. Yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Janino. I do you know what? I was really questioning saying him and I really don't want him to win it so that Dan hasn't got yeah, another stakes argument. Soft, Janino did win it. Two thousand and five, two thousand and six. I'm I'm fairly certain Dan's mentioned it in at least one of his rants about him, so <laughs> That's the correct answer. Um, okay. Uh. Oh. Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba. Is a correct answer. 2003, 2004. He won it. Did Chelsea sign him after that, I think? Yes, they... the season after that. Yeah. What years are we missing? You are missing 93, 94, 94, 95, 95, 96, 96, 97, 97, Mm-hmm. Gotta be PSG. It's gotta be PSG. Not Monaco. Edinson Cavani. Edinson Cavani. Oh. 
is a correct answer. He did win it in 2016. Nice. Nice. He was a... Why does no one talk about Cavani? I was going to maybe put him forward, but I thought he was probably a bit too good. Yeah. And I'd probably put him forward for Napoli days, I'd imagine. Yeah, it, the PSG era just feels soulless yeah. for everyone. Yeah. I... Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go at before two thousand when it happened. God knows, and I'm gonna go for David Ginola. David Ginola is a correct answer. Ooh, what he won know? the very first awards. Oh my word, eighty three, ninety four. When did he move to England? Not a Scooby Doo. Why? You should know this. You've got a poster of him. <laughs> Have you heard of David Ginola for Halloween? The poster I've got of him is that woman he scored against Barnsley and took the shirt off and he's got that hideous vest on and the chest hair's <laughs> popping out the top. <laughs> See, the fact you know that, how do you not know he moved in, to England at certain days? Every night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we're missing like around the 2010 mark, right? Uh, yeah, oh, 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 eight, oh, nine, nine, ten, and then you're also missing oh, four, oh, five. All three of these you can absolutely get. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'm just thinking about players we've already mentioned and being like, why would it be them? The thing is, Woolly. Right, mm. is those early 2000s are going to be Leon-dominated. Or those late 2000s are going to be Leon-dominated. Yeah, and to go through the Leon squad, like, who could it realistically be? They had a lot of decent players. One of the answers has already been mentioned on this podcast by name today. It's not the In which segment? Yeah, what, what no, nickname did he have? <laughs> what nickname? Everybody <laughs> said Pater, mate, come on. And I highly doubt it's Michelle Bastos, so... Imagine if it is. It you've read, you've read his write up, there's no way you... <laughs> That's a push for an answer. I, I gave it. Jeremy Tulalon. Ooh! I, do you know what? I was debating him. Jeremy Tulalon so... is an incorrect answer. Uh, risky. I think you're on the right lines, though. I think... So, incorrect for Mr. Leon himself. I do, yeah. Jera Leon Tulalon. Uh... Leon, mate. It was right there. Come on. Yeah, you bottled that big time. <laughs> <laughs> you fumbled the bag. It's alright. It might go viral. Uh, find that highly unlikely. 0405 we're missing, are we? Yeah. 0809 and 0910. Um, Michael Essien. Michael Essien. I don't know if he would have got it, though. Is a correct answer. Well, I've scraped that. You won it in 04 or 05. I didn't think he would have been recognised from CDM. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'd never get it in the Prem. Yeah. Not from Kante. I was going to say Kante. <laughs> And back to you with a life left. Yeah. It's alright, this is squeaky bum time. Let's go. I'm not getting the hat trick of losses. Um <laughs> Who else we mentioned? Lissandro Lopez. Sandro Lopez. He, the thing is, I was thinking, but he said his goal scoring record was so dog that <laughs> I didn't want to put it forward. Surely one season is enough. Well, they clearly weren't asked about a dog goal scoring record. Here's a correct answer. Oh, my oh word. yes. He won it in 0910. Oh. Um, well, I think I'm going to stick with Chelsea CDMs, who have played in France, I think. And I'm going to go with Claude Makaleli. Claude Makaleli. It's an incorrect answer. Oh. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, you wouldn't lie, <laughs> Daniel. I, I, I've just, I've just looked up Lissandro Martinez. He won it in 0910, 
Oh, if you looked up Lissandro Martinez, you'd see for United, Jesus Christ. Me. He's probably got a similar a goal. Shambles. He's probably got a similar goal scoring record. I've just looked up Lissandro Lopez. When he won it in 09 10, he got 15 league goals in 33 games. Oh, what a player. Is that it? That is it. Yeah, how, how bad was the French League that year? God knows. I need to find out if he was top scorer. You keep thinking I know it was Kermit is to answer. It's Woody's. Yeah. I'm still rattling through that Leon team. Give me a minute. There's so many players that were decent, but were they actually good enough to be the best in the league? <laughs> we're now, we're, I hate to go back to the FIFA point, but I'm sitting there trying to remember who played for Leon in like 2010 or 11, whenever it is. It's not a Leon player from 09, uh, from 08, 09. Well, it's not a Jean Alain Boom song then. <laughs> God's sake. Okay. Well, that's the one name I had in my head gone then. Jean Alain Boom song? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> I'm not struggling that much, man. Three players got more goals than Lopez that season. They still he just won the player he's a of the vibes, year. man. Mate. Just, yeah, he brought the vibes. He yeah. was that phenom guy. <laughs> I've got one name left, and I'm gonna need an answer, mate. <laughs> Silence is deafening. Oh, yeah, look really at Michael Lambo. No, I'm just gonna. Zidane, surely at the start of his oh, career. He's nicked it off me. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> Zinedine Zidane. Uh, is a correct answer. Oh, f get in. He won it in 95 oh, 96. I can only assume when he was at Bordeaux, was it? Yeah. Yeah. What year are we missing, Dan? Uh, you are missing. 94 95, which you, you, you won't get. Uh, 96-97, you possibly could get. 97-98, uh, 98-99, 99-2000, 2000-2001, uh, and then 2008-2009. Oh. Um. You are both on a live feed as well. I, I, if you want to agree on a draw, take a point each, um, I'm open to it. If you want to keep you know going, what? I think we should save ourselves the embarrassment, mate, and take the draw. <laughs> I am happy for a draw, but at the same time, Willie, are you sure you want to give it up because you have a chance to win it? Because I, I will struggle with with. He's anemia. got He's got nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> I have. I took a punt with the most, probably the most famous French player of all time, and that was about <laughs> it. Do you want to accept the draw? I think we should have a punt at a name. Okay, we have a grid and a draw. <laughs> we'll take a point each. Would you like the remaining answers? Yeah, have a punt first. Go on. Have a punt first. I'm going to go with Javinho. Javinho is an incorrect oh. answer. Oh. The missing answers for 94-95, it was Vincent Guerin. Who, who is that? I was so close to saying him. 96-97 was Sonny Anderson. Oh, Wooly, you should have known that. Oh, I had big on your Anderson. American. 97-98 was Marco Simeone. 98-99 uh, was Ali Benabi. Benabia, I don't know how you say his name. 99-2000 was Marcelo Gallardo. 2000-2001 uh, right. was Eric Carrier. And the one you definitely yes. could have got. 0809. Johan Gorkov. Oh. I thought he was a Leon player. No. Is that how I remember him? Was he Bordeaux? He played for Leon, yeah. I don't think. I don't think he ever played I for Leon. I didn't know. What, he Johan has played Gorkov. for Leon. Yeah, he has he? played for Leon. I swear he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010, it's 2015. He won it with Bordeaux. In fact, he's played. He's played most of his games at Leon. <laughs> yeah, this is shambles. Yeah, look, shambles. I said to you, he didn't win it with Leon. That's what I told you. Yeah, that's why it shambles. Oh, you know what? I was trying to think of that striker Dan that played in like the ninety. Was it the ninety-eight World Cup final? Oh, Stefan Givash. That's the one I was kind of whipping <laughs> oh. out because I thought surely. <laughs> oh goodness uh... me.
was a very French episode. Uh, Michel Bastos is in the streets of the Hall of Fame as our newest member. And we've surrendered to the quiz. <laughs> that was very French. We also have something very, uh, very exciting to talk about. We are setting up a Streets Don't Forget podcast fantasy football league. Uh, we will tweet out the codes, yes. the codes and stuff to join. We'll be on social media. You can follow us at SWF underscore pod. You can also go follow us over on Instagram and TikTok. That is Streets Don't Forget podcast. Um, and you can find everything you need to join there. Are we, we going to do a little prize for the winner? Sure. Yeah. Why not? You can have Woolies um, signed uh, Kevin Prince Boateng shirt. Yeah, sound. <laughs> the prize is Ben Woolies Kevin Prince Boateng shirt signed. And uh, ben, will, ben will sign it as well. Because we've set this up during our French episode, I think it's only right that we riot at the end of it. So if you want to be part of that riot, <laughs> get we're on board. St- <laughs> we're going to storm a We're going to set fire to Harry's car. To be fair, my car is worth setting on fire at the moment. So let's go with it. Well, thank you for listening to this Truth Don't Forget podcast. Uh, as I said, you can follow us on all of the socials. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. And uh, we shall see you next week. Thank you for joining me, boys. That's our thank you as always. That's our friend. We'll see you next week. Au revoir. Oh, very nice. nice. Very nice. <laughs> that had to be done. Gira can hit them. Did From David Villa, great finish. He's done just that, he scored! Jorinho's done it! Nakubu making another glimpse of goal here!